Hey, everybody, before we get started, the Fantasy Joes want to thank all 120 people that signed up for the Fantasy Joes Bowl. We raised, collectively, all 120 of us, $1,000 for Fantasy Cares. So we're very excited about that. We're happy that we donated that money to Fantasy Cares. We're very happy that Scott Fish donated a basically a ticket into Scott Fish Bowl 9 for the winner of the Fantasy Joes Bowl. So if you missed it this year, we're going to do it, again, do it again next year. So look out for that. And if you want to give to Fantasy Cares, please consider doing so. You can visit FantasyCares.net. And now, let's get to the show. Get ready. Three, two, one, zero. You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast. Fantasy Joes Podcast. Your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Ryan Livergood, Trey Barrett, and Will Greenwood. Welcome back. We're the Fantasy Joes. Joining me this evening, as always, we've got Trey Barrett and Will Greenwood. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing well, man. Doing really well. I'm excited. I, I mean, by the time this episode drops, we will have already had probably the least interesting NFL football game all year, but at least it is an NFL football game. At the time of recording, we are less than 24 hours away from the kickoff of the NFL season. I am incredibly excited. As I know you must be, Ryan, with your hometown Bears playing tomorrow night. Yeah, maybe we'll see Mitchell Trubisky. It's kind of a homecoming for him. He may play on the first series. Anthony Miller. The debut of Roquan Smith, everybody. Oh, wait, no, he hasn't signed with. So this recording, mm. yes, he, he's not going to play in that game. So, no, but I'm excited to see it. I'm, I'm ready for football to start. I'm ready for us to talk about something other than these training camp reports. Chris Carson, is he going to be the lead running back in Seattle? Um, all that kind of nonsense, right, Will? I mean, we weren't going to talk about it, but I guess now it got brought up. So <laughs> we don't have to I'm talk really about excited. it. Now it's kind of a downer mood. So <laughs> one thing about Roquan Smith, though, is like, why? Are they, I, I'm very confused with these rookies. Like, what kind of language is actually holding these kind of things up besides the team being weird? Like, I remember with Joey Bosa in San Diego and what they missed out on. Like, he's an elite player, and they they could have really used him early on and have their like their season could have been better with him in there. And so with Roquan, Roquan is an elite talent, and Whatever it's getting messed up in there, uh, it's either, I, I just would love to eventually find out if it's the agent fault, if the team fault, or what's going on. Because I just want to get angry at somebody that I don't know where to point it. Yeah, I mean, the firm that represents him represents a lot of players. I think it's CAA, if memory serves. And there's some talk here in the Chicago area about, you know, some of the language has to do with the new rule. Have you guys heard about the new rule in terms of, uh, you know, targeting? And it's pretty ambiguous. Even the NFL officials don't know how it's going to work. Uh, so, like, the... Denny Trevathan hit on Adams last year. He would automatically automatically been thrown out of the game, you know, in these under these new rules. But then there's some ambiguity there, so we'll see. Anyway, he should have been, he should have been thrown out of the game. I feel like that's the most obvious example. <laughs> right, that was, he's being such a jerk. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. But like Sam Darnold and his contract that just got signed, it had stuff in there about the helmet law because a quarterback sneaks. And when you quarterback sneak, you lead with your helmet. What does that count? Like, is that part of it? Like. It's going to be very, very interesting. But anyway. The, uh, the officials are meeting with these teams and saying it applies to offensive players too. If a running back is leading with his helmet or a quarterback, that could be a penalty, yes. So we'll, we'll see. I, I, you know, uh, well, That's another reason to pay attention to the preseason. We'll see how they actually apply it in these preseason games. Right? Hey, it so. boils down to draft all the Browns uh, quarterbacks because everybody knows Todd Haley doesn't QB sneak. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Good advice, Will. I like it. Um, all right. So. <laughs> 
tonight, we're just going to jump into a Superflex startup mock draft. That's what we're going to do. That's what you want. That's what we're going to give you. Without further ado, guys, you want to get into it? Absolutely. So we're drafting from, the, we randomized it maybe a couple of times, and we're going to draft from the fourth position. This is a 12-team league, Dynasty Startup. It is a super flex, starting a QB, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, two flex, and then one super flex position. It's a bench of 13 players. So we're using Fantasy Pros, and I'm going to click on Start Draft. I'm sharing my screen. And, and so I, here we go. I just wanted to, to explain a little bit of why, because the first time we randomized it, we had the, the 12th pick. And we didn't want to be there because I feel like a lot of those later round picks that you have, 11th or 12th, that's where you're looking to trade back. That's where you're seeing who's on the board. There's just going to be a lot more transactions, and we're not going to have that during this draft. And so we wanted to have like an accurate representation of what our like true opinions and feelings are about players as we go through this. Yeah, and it, it, we subscribe to the fact, like all three of us, when we're in a, whether it's a rookie draft, a startup draft, we like to trade around. I like to trade back a lot. Well, I mean, so we're making deals. So we're not gonna be able to do that here. We can talk about where we might want to trade, but uh, that's not an option, obviously, using this mock draft tool. So unlike other shows where we got some, uh, s- some uh, listeners together and we did a mock draft we we're not doing that we're using this fantasy pros tool so we started the draft and we're at the 104 number one overall this is Superflex. deandre hopkins the 102 odell beckham jr and the 103 todd Gurley. so hopkins beckham Gurley off the board we're here at the 104 so you've got guys like ezekiel elliott on the board antonio brown the QBs are available. Do we want to go crazy and reach for Aaron Rodgers, guys? What, what do you think? So this is, this is in full, full PPR. We're sitting at the 104. So looking at the running backs, you have Zeke, Bell, Johnson, Kamara, kind of all those available. Antonio Brown, Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, uh, A-Raj, you know, super flex. My uh, initial gut instinct here, because we're, you know, we're playing full PPR, is I would like to decide between the, just those top three and how we're going to run the team between – Elliot Bell and Johnson, and my initial gut instinct is uh, I, w- I would probably go DJ here. There's also a guy named Saquon Barkley that's out there. Trey, is it? It's funny because you know going into the draft season and after the combine, you know I was in sort of drafts where Barkley would still go the 108, the 109, but I've seen him slowly start to creep up these draft boards, right? The hype is building. And now Saquon might be drafted with the 101 overall in some startups. It's not ridiculous to say that. No, it's not. And and to be completely honest, I think that at this point, the three guys that have gone before our pick here, I really like. I like all three of them where they went. I do think you could make a case for taking an Aaron Rodgers here or, or Carson Wentz or whoever your quarterback one is. Um, but I do like the idea if, if you're coming down to, you know, Ezekiel Elliott with the off the field concerns and, and just the, the question marks that are there um, and, and David Johnson, I like David Johnson. I think he's got incredible potential. Um, but, you know, as much as people want to talk about, Le'Veon Bell and his age, and I know he's got more wear, but they're, they're both they're the same age. They're both 26 years old. I think – and correct me if I'm wrong, is Saquon Barkley 21? Or is he – I don't remember off the top of my head, but – I believe he's 21. I just feel like that I don't hate at all 
because I think that with Saquon Barkley, you have some pretty awesome value insulation. I mean, look at a guy like Dalvin Cook last year. You know, startup ADP has risen, and the guy played four games last year. So I think with Saquon Barkley, what you have, if, if, if Zeke Elliott gets suspended, his ADP could really plummet. I think that Saquon Barkley is a very safe pick here, and I like it because I do agree that this year, this time next year, he could very easily be the 101 in this exact format. And, uh, and I think that if he comes out and has a, a down year, which would be maybe 12, 1,100 total yards and only five <laughs> touchdowns, I think he'll still be in the top five of ADP startups next year. So the insulation of his value, I think, is pretty solid here. Yeah, and I, I, I don't mind Saquon at all in, in, in convincing into that. I kind of jumped in super quick to just to take on it. I was actually kind of hoping that uh, OBJ was going to fall here. Uh, and and uh, it just makes me a little sad that he wasn't. I think if you can score a wide receiver of his talent and what he's done throughout his first years there at the fourth pick with this running back influx, uh, I, I would have a hard – I mean, if I were at the 104 in full PPR in the format that we're using, I would take OBJ over a lot of these. Like, I would take him here. Even if, Like, let's say Elliott went third or DJ went third or – Let's even Saquon went third. Uh, OBJ would have been my pick, but I, you know, I, I think having those guys up, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Hopkins fan of taking him here, uh, but I wouldn't. I, mean, I also wouldn't mind just building a base at receiver. But I, I either like I do like Saquon as well. And I think what I like about Saquon here is since we can't trade back in this draft, since it's a mock, you know, if if let's say you're on the clock and you're trying to trade back and no one wants to trade with you. You can pick up Saquon Barkley. He's going to have some trade value throughout the season. And I think, Trey, you're right. He's, his value is insulated. So I, I would – we want to go Saquon? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I think you hit the nail on the head, Ryan. This is one of those perfect examples of where if you can trade back to the eighth, ninth, tenth pick and, and pick up an extra pick in the next few rounds um, or, or pick up a future first and a, you know, maybe a sixth or eighth round pick, I think that there's incredible opportunity. I, I'm always evaluating train down, but you mentioned it and we won't go on and on about that, but it's obviously not going to be an option for us here in this exercise. Pulling the trigger, Saquon Barkley at the 104 for team fantasy. Jones. Also, I also wouldn't have hated Antonio Brown there either. I, I like taking Saquon, but uh, I think we're going to miss Antonio Brown when he's gone. Yeah. We're going we're to look back and even not drafting him at 30. We're going to be like, Oh, he was still putting up, you know, easily, you know, over 1,300 yards and near double-digit touchdowns for the next five years. Yeah, I did a startup um, this year. I'm trying to remember where I drafted from, and I, and I had that choice between Saquon and Antonio Brown, and I took Brown, and I still have no regrets. I mean, I, I drafted and built a team that is should be competitive now. So, yeah, I, I, I like Antonio Brown so early. And people are starting to fade on him a little bit. You know, he's, he's uh, reached that age where we don't want to have him on our team. So let's, let's see what happened. Well, at the 105, Antonio Brown did go off the board. 106, our first QB, Russell Wilson. Then DJ and Zeke went at 107, 108. Mike Evans, 109. Michael Thomas, 110. Carson Wentz, second quarterback at the 111. Le'Veon Bell, 112. Aaron Rodgers, the 201. The 202. Um, I almost said Leonardo. <laughs> Leonard Fournette. <laughs> 203. Julio Jones, the 204, Captain Andrew Luck is back, baby, going at the 204 in this draft. Oof. Uh, <laughs> 
Alvin Kamara, the, the 205, Keenan Allen, the 206, Amari Cooper, the 207, and Tyreek Hill at the 208. So we're back, guys. We're back on the clock. So we're at the 209. And if I want to listen to Fantasy Pros, the Fantasy Pros is saying, hey, a lot of experts go with Kareem Hunt. Other experts go with Devontae Adams. Then there's also Deshaun Watson and Cam Newton on the board. So go ahead, Will. Yeah. What, are you, what are you thinking? Well, did you also notice the team at the 108 in this mock draft went Zeke Elliott, Kareem Hunt? Maybe we should transition to drafting from the 108. How about that? That's a pretty good start. Sorry, sorry. Kareem Hunt meant Alvin Kamara. Oof. Missed the name, but going Zeke Elliott, Alvin Kamara. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good start. Nice oh, I'd be fist pumping for days. Well, I'll jump. <laughs> I'll jump in here and um, and tell you guys that uh, where where we're sitting, we're gonna have. There's gonna be six picks between here and our and our next pick um, in full PPR. I think that the value of these um, you know top guys at the running back position is still pretty huge. There's some depth at wide receiver. And while I, um, I, I definitely would like to come away with a couple quarterbacks within the first five rounds, my, my rule of thumb is if I'm, if I'm doing a straight startup super flex, I'd like to come out of the top five or six rounds with two quarterbacks and then add a third, you know, maybe around the ninth or 10th round. But I really like a lot of the guys that we can get if we wait a couple rounds. So my, the, the pick here would be for me, either Kareem Hunt or, I mean, Kareem Hunt led the NFL in rushing last season. I, I mean, let that sink in for a minute. You know, he, he led the NFL in rushing. I know this fencer wears back, but he's only 22 years old and it's not like he came out of left field. Uh, you know, he, he, I don't, he wasn't an incredibly highly drafted um, talent, but I, I just like, I like the opportunity and to be able to start out with Kareem Hunt and Saquon Barkley, um, I, I, you could you could sway me on Dalvin Cook if if you prefer Dalvin Cook. I, I really like his upside. I, I'm a little concerned about the the injury history. Um, you know, Kim Newton, Deshaun Watson are the top quarterbacks on the board here, and and I I I wouldn't hate taking Cam here. That 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 for me, it'd probably come down to those guys. So I think it's good to talk a little bit about the receivers that are on the board here that at least that are available that I'm not really high on any of these guys as far as taking them right here, but we have Monte Adams, AJ Green, Stefan Diggs, Allen Robinson, Brandon Cooks, T.Y. Hilton, Jarvis Landry, Corey Davis, Adam Thielen and Juju, Doug Baldwin for those kind of like just running down the list of who's available. So Devonta Adams, I think is a curious case and, and definitely a good talking point where he's, he's playing in one of the most pro- prolific, like he's playing with one of the best passions of our generation and I think his touchdown upside is astronomical. His concussions terrify me, and him moving into that that hit the alpha dog receiver in that offense as well, it does scare me quite a bit because we haven't seen he's not he's never been the wide receiver one on that team. When Jordy, you know, Jordy's been there, he suffered when Jordy was hurt. It's uh he just has a little like a, a few too many question marks for me to be very, very excited about taking him here. Then you then you're going from upside with a guy like uh, if you want to take like Diggs. Or Robinson, you're kind of banking on that these guys are going to either Robinson's going to get back to what he did in the past, or Diggs is going to no longer be hurt and just be the super stud. Uh, AJ Green, he's just a, he's he's older. I I think if if this was the third round, AJ Green was there, I'd I'd want to do like a 360 slam dunk with AJ Green. So I, I like Cream Hunt over Dalvin Cook. I think him leading being the leading rusher of last year is a is a perfect point of why he's so undervalued. I know there's competition in that backfield. 
I, but in general, I think Kareem Hunt is being, he's just being hated on for, for no, no real reason uh, that I feel that he's not going to get better. If you don't think a guy's going to get better from his rookie to sophomore year, that's, that's just, it's a weird corollary to me that, that he's, he's somehow going to be worse than he was last year on the team. They learned how to, they used him a lot in the beginning. He went to this big lull. It was horrible if you owned him for a while, but then came back and really, really boosted your team. So I could go cream hunt. I'd like to stay away from Dalvin Cook. I'm a, I'm a Vikings fan, but his injury history literally terrifies me. So if we were going to go running back, I'd either do cream hunt or Melvin Gordon. Yeah. You know, another guy that I would talk about with Kareem Hunt and call me crazy would be Christian McCaffrey, CMC. I like him in a full point PPR league because I think he's maybe he's never going to be this elite running back, but I just kind of feel like he's a steady guy. He's going to be the league for a lot of years and he's going to be a nice RB2 for you to have for you to have on your dynasty team. But that, of, you know, comparing Hunt with with CMC, I think Hunt is the is the choice here. It'll be interesting. Hopefully when we uh, come back. Are, so we, are we in a consensus with Kareem Hunt then? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, we're, we're picking here. Um, we have the, the fourth pick. So this is what, the 209? 209. I mean, his his um, ADP currently in DLF, non-superflex, is at the 112. So he's going at the tail end of the first round. And here we're getting him toward the end of the second. I know it's superflex, but there's only been four quarterbacks taken. So right. I think I think that he's quite a value in this spot. And, and I'm pretty interested to maybe, you know, with, with the wide receiver, obviously – the, you know, two years ago, everybody was, was, you know, suggesting you take wide receivers early. So I'll be pretty excited to see how this draft turns out for us. If we, you know, waited a little bit on wide receiver. Also, I, I think Deshaun Washington should be in the conversation here, just in the sense of he's the ADP number two quarterback in, in dynasty leagues at the moment, or at least in some areas. And he's, he's very, if you want to talk about value insulation and where, what you could end up moving him for, I think if you, if you went to Sean Watson, but you're not actually sold on him. Like I, for me, for me, I, I do want to see more of him before I would invest a second round pick. Like to me, at least Kareem Hunt, I has, I feel like is much, much, much safer here in the second round. But if you want to just go full upside and take to Sean Watson and let's say he just, what if he pops off, you know, in the first four weeks of next year, and then you move him for a couple extra pieces. So I wouldn't hate taking a quarterback here and like Sean Watson. I think Cam Newton would be in the conversation. I'm just, I'm a little bit worried about Cam Newton's like future after the next, the next couple of years. I want to see what he turns into as a quarterback. That isn't this, 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 this guy who can rush all the time because his body is betraying him. He looks more hurt on the field. How many times does he get up slowly compared to in the past? Uh, but anyway, so I think Deshaun Watson should be in the conversation, but for me, I would take Kareem Hunt still. Yeah. Those are good, good points. I, I agree with, with all, all points on those two QBs. So let's go Kareem Hunt. So we're going to go Kareem Hunt with the 209, and we're going to see what happens. And I think that's one of the things about when you do these mock drafts on your own, when you're doing these kind of like practice rounds, is to just at least think about scenarios and why you would take the other players. Because you obviously have the players that you love and the players that you rank higher than others, and you might be different than consensus of the experts or whatever people are doing. But just look at everybody and just think about it. Just think about everybody in like this even playing field so that you at least get the concept or just, I don't know. To me, it's a great thought process. Yeah, it, it is. And, and I love doing shows like this and, and talking this out with you guys because to, to see, you know, we all have a little bit different schools of thought on this and to, to get inside all three of our minds, it's a lot of fun. So after Cream Hunt went with our pick of the 209, the 210, Devontae Adams, the 211, AJ Green, the 212, Dalvin Cook, 
Finally, the 301, Deshaun Watson went off the board. The 302, Stefan Diggs. And the 303, Marcus Mariota, which is interesting. That would make Marcus Mariota the sixth QB off the board in this particular draft. So here we are, guys. We're at the 304. And guys like, uh, you want to go wide receiver? Allen Robinson's there. We could think about tight ends. Maybe a Travis Kelsey. Cam Newton's still on the board. Do we want to go with that oh-so-handsome QB, Jimmy Garoppolo? He's there, guys, if you want to do it. So what's next? Um, we, we've got two running backs. You know, there, there's some interesting wide receiver options, and there's, there's still some pretty good QBs. A Cam Newton here is interesting in the third round. I, I can chime in right away. I want – so looking at this, uh, you have Allen Robinson as your top wide receiver, Brandon Cooks, and then you have all the tight ends available. So you have Travis Kelsey, Gronk, and Ertz, which I feel like are easy top three. And then the QBs, if we wanted to go – Grapplop, I'm not. I really, really would would vote, vote against taking him this early, uh, just because I'd like to see just more from him. Cam's up there. I'd rather take Cam over Jimmy right now. But I think there is. Uh, we are in a very great situation here. I think Christian McCaffrey or Melvin Gordon on the running backs. Maybe even you could convince me into Joe Mixon. But uh, you were talking about taking McCaffrey in the second, and I don't mind adding a third running back here at all. Uh, and I think Christian McCaffrey has a really safe floor for the, for the future and beyond. So I, I honestly, I, if I were just had my choice, those would be my top three would be McCaffrey, Gordon, Mixon. Hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate that actually. And, and, you know, th- this is one of those, you know, this is one of those situations where, you know, for me, I never want to go win now or win later, you know, punt year one, uh, productive struggle, which we briefly talked about with Ryan McDowell last week. But, you know, you, you need to be flexible within a, a startup. And what I kind of see happening, you know, to, to start a super flex dynasty startup with three straight running backs is, you know, probably a little unconventional. But with guys like Tom Brady and Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers and Ben, ben Roethlisberger falling a few rounds back, I see a real opportunity here to capitalize on my, my first instinct was to grab Cam Newton. Cause for me, Cam Newton's a top five dynasty quarterback. He's elite. The production is elite. He's finally getting weapons. I mean, they added DJ Moore. I, I think that the opportunity for him to produce as a top five quarterback in the next three to four years is, is incredible. And I think there's a huge drop from Cam Newton to the remaining quarterbacks left on the board. So I initially kind of want to jump there, but at the same time, you know, I do think that there's going to be some value there in quarterback later, um, at quarterback later. So, you know, for, for me, it would probably be very difficult to pass on Cam Newton. Uh, but at this point, I would, just for the sake of the exercise, I think it would be kind of fun to take a McCaffrey or a Gordon and, and kind of just see where our team ends up. See, you know, maybe we, we push the envelope a little bit. I definitely wouldn't take a tight end here, and, and I don't love any of the wide receivers enough to, to take the leap. I, I like some of these guys, but, you know, to, to pass on a guy like Christian Mc, – because Saquon Barkley and Kareem Hunt both have incredibly high ceilings. Christian McCaffrey adds this safe floor that I think really gives us an opportunity to win the title in year one um, and, and, and in, in year two and three as well. So I, I love the McCaffrey pick. I don't. Gordon, I think, has got a great ceiling as well. I mean, I, I, um, maybe I'll let you be the tiebreaker between those two guys, Ryan. 
Well, I talked about CMC, so so I w- would want to go with him. I think if this were just me, I would go with Cam Newton here. But I, I this is a mock draft. This is fun. So we'll we'll see what we learn from this. We're gonna learn from this. Our listeners will learn from this. And it's very very trendy right now to go heavy running back. So I would like to see how it plays out with going three you know three running backs right off the board first. And I think Christian McCaffrey is like Gordon. I wouldn't be shocked if Gordon outscores McCaffrey by you know you know, set maybe 50 points in PPR just because of his touchdown upset and what he can do. But McCaffrey is much younger and his skill set is just so versatile. Whatever offense he's going to be plugged into, he's such a weapon. I just, I, you, I, I feel like you value insulation again there. Uh, give me, give me McCaffrey. And I'll have to say one, one, one caveat. If, if, if this were really, I'm with Ryan, if this were really truly a, a startup dynasty, I would take Cam. Um, because ultimately, I think that, you know, we're, we're facing, what, 16 picks before we pick again. So the likelihood is this is a this is a point usually in these super flex drafts where quarterbacks start to fly off the board because the, you know, elite or above average options are, are not substantial. So I think that we could see, you know, possibly as many as six or eight quarterbacks go off the board before our next pick. So. And they're going. Let's see what happens. Yeah, and that, that teardrop, though, from, from six or eight, and I, I'm not as high on Cam Newton as you guys are. Uh, and I did look a little bit ahead. The Not a lot of teams had quarterbacks in front of us, but a few of them did. Like, at least the majority, I guess, had at least one. So I, I would have been shocked if they were taking their seconds. And it, it did it ended up happening a couple times. But I think I think we're sitting still, still pretty pretty. So that ran through there. So there are three teams now. We're going to pick here at the 409. I'll read through the picks, but there are three teams that have their the two QBs. So, and that happens in a, in a super flex draft where there will be team, plenty of teams that will grab a few QBs in the first, you know, three, four rounds. So after we took CMC at the 305, Brendan Cooks, 306, Devonta Freeman, the 307, Cam Newton, the 308, Travis Kelsey, Jameis Winston at the 309, Joe Mixon at the 310, Matthew Stafford, 311, Allen Robinson, 312. Getting into the fourth round, you've got Adam Thielen at the 401. Melvin Gordon, guys, lasted until the 402. That's pretty nice value for Melvin Gordon. The 403, uh, Jimmy G is finally off the board. Uh, the 404, T.Y. Hilton. The 405, Corey Davis. The 406, Kirk Cousins. The 407, Jarvis Landry. And the 408 for your Chicago Bears, or maybe just my Chicago Bears, Jordan Howard went at the 408. So we're at the 409, guys. And um, it's interesting to see who is on the board. And, uh, you know, we don't have a QB here. Maybe we want to think about a quarterback. Our best options, according to the way Fantasy Pros are sorting this, uh, Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes. We could go Tom Brady, go a little older, Derek Carr, those, those type of guys. Um, then, you know, we don't really need to look at running backs. And running backs have certainly dropped off. Now you're looking at um, guys like Darius Geis, Jarek McKinnon, Derek Henry. Um, Sonny Michelle, Rashad Penny. So some interesting rookie running backs um, there. And wide receiver, uh, you know, Juju's on the board. Doug Baldwin, um, Alshon, Sammy Watkins, Josh Gordon, Golden Tate, those type of guys. So, hmm, guys, what we all kinds of different ways we could go. Um, I don't know, maybe we want to go QB, but maybe not. I, I don't know, there's still a lot of QBs on the board. So what, what are you guys thinking right now? G, K, Crocky Kong. <laughs> so this is a dynasty league we selected the dynasty setting so we're in the fourth round of 409 you you want to go uh you want to go gronk huh 
So with, with everything that's left on the board and looking at quarterbacks and the depth and where we are at receiver, uh, I, so what I would do in my fourth round and, and the way we've drafted is I want league winning upside right here. And there's one player on the board that has that in my eyes. Uh, I think you could, you could get it, your, your, your quarterback and you could be, you could feel real comfortable about that and you could feel safe, but I'm still a huge believer in, in Gronk and I would take Gronk. Like if we were just talking like trades, like team, like team neutral, would you trade Gronk for Baldwin? Would you trade Gronk for Juju or Alshon or Sammy Watkins or Josh Gordon or Evan Ingram? You know, or as you go down the quarterbacks in the Superflex League, I think, again, I think uh, I would love to take Gronk here. And let's say two of our three running backs, Terry ACLs, Gronk has that value insulation where he's that league winner to a team that maybe has a quarterback, you know, that, that's younger, that isn't really doing the, doing so well for them. You know, you can get a Trubisky plus for him later on in the year for a team that maybe took a couple older quarterbacks that's trying to win the league. So, and I, I, honestly, I just, I, I, I think that he's such a big difference maker at that position. I just love taking the fourth round. I'm just shocked that we could get him. Well, it's a dynasty league and you know, there are questions how long he's going to be in the league and he is an injury risk. So um, I, I don't, I mean, he, Probably is pretty good value, but but I can make the argument too. Yes, Zach Ertz doesn't have the same upside, but we could take Zach Ertz, and he's going to be maybe a better dynasty asset long term. So I, I don't know, Trey. What are you thinking? I am typically um, in a dynasty startup, not going to take tight ends in the you know first probably six or eight rounds. Um, I, I do like Gronk. I, li- I like Gronk a lot. But I think that the, the the likelihood is that he plays 12 games this year is pretty great. And I think the likelihood that he doesn't play again after this year is also fairly high. So when I'm staring down right now, I mean, this is super flex league. You guys playing super flex leagues with me and quarterbacks are hard to acquire. And I'm staring at two guys available at the quarterback position that I feel like are young, have incredibly high upside, play in good offenses, and they're surrounded with pretty incredible talent. And that's Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, I I would probably – I think Goff maybe is a little safer. Mahomes was a little bit higher upside. We've already got Kareem Hunt on the roster, so we've already got a piece of that Chiefs offense. Um, I I probably would take one of those quarterbacks. um, And, and, you know, for me – I think that I have golf. I, I like the fact golf was the number one overall pick and he's already shown it a little bit. I think he maybe is a little safer pick. I think Patrick Mahomes has the higher upside potentially. He's got that, that rushing upside. He's got the cannon arm. And I mean, his, the weapons that he has in Kansas city are second to none in the NFL. So for me, I would have to pull the trigger on a quarterback here, knowing that uh, those two guys for me with Dak Prescott, um, as far as, you know, pieces that, you know, I think can put up production this year and also have long-term value. I, Cause I, I really would like to have three productive quarterbacks that, the, that, that would be my pick here. There's not a big enough tier. Um, I, I, the Gronk, I don't, I don't hate it, but my, my, my uh, lean would be one of the QBs. Yeah. I think I'm there with you on the QBs. Although I have to admit Juju Smith-Schuster has some appeal to me here, um, uh, you know, with, with wide receiver with, at his age. And I, I really like Juju a lot. If you guys would like – I mean, if you guys want to push the envelope and see how – I mean, maybe, you know, maybe we end up 
that it ends up it, it ends up being a, a terrible disaster. But if you guys want to continue to push and see if we can, you know, grab some of these guys later, you know, like Alex Smith. I mean, I, I think Alex Smith's got a decent potential. I think that there's some guys here on the board still that we can that can be had in a couple rounds. No, I I think it's a it's a way. I don't know. I mean, I know people do that, and I know there you know there are people like like jj zacharyson that we all like and admire that would probably advocate for waiting for qbs but i think most superflex leagues i've been in i i think that is kind of a recipe for disaster can it work sure but it's it's a dangerous strategy and, oh. and i like i i like going you know like patrick mahomes here I, I like him more than jerry goff i feel jerry goff is kind of kind of boring kind of kind of a little bit too safe and maybe patrick mahomes blows up maybe he just is is a bust I mean, we don't know what he's going to be I don't know. I I, I kind of like the idea of going Patrick Mahomes here. Oh, I I I, and I really dislike both those picks. Uh, <laughs> I think the quarterbacks you can get in later rounds, like Jared Goff, is a replaceable quarterback on that team, in my opinion. I know he put up some good yeah, stats last year, I, but I agree with that. Whole year of tape on him and that coach and Mahomes for whatever he flashed in Week 17 of last year and his upside. I, I get that it's there, but I, I mean we we've gone three running backs first. We have an upside of a guy Gronk could finish. In this, like, a full PPR format, would you be shocked if he just finishes a top 10 player with his touchdown upset on, on the Patriots on full PPR? Top 10 overall, or maybe even, like, top 15. And these quarterbacks that we're going to be able to grab later is just some older guys in a dynasty startup. I'm okay with that. And let, let me get uh, rookie picks and, and take later on the, the drafts in, in Superflex when we've gotten off this, this year's rookie quarterback uh, class hype. Not all these guys are going to hit. Not all these guys are playing with the perfect coach scenario. Not all these guys are getting, uh, you know, Todd McVay to change Jared Goff around. And I can't. I'm just going to be very interested to see how the, his second year with that with him and there being a, a year of film on him how it plays out. The the only reason I say well, not the only reason, but one of the biggest thing is I don't think you guys are factoring enough risk with these quarterbacks. Jared Goff is super risky. He was horrible his, his, his early year, and he was with a terrible coach. And it was a terrible team. Like, even Todd Gurley was horrible, and all of a sudden they blow up and they hit this peak. He will not – I would be shocked if he puts up a better season than he did last year now that they have a year of NFL film on him. And then Mahomes. Mahomes has all the upside in the world. He's got a cannon. He's the next – he just feels like the next Brett Favre, doesn't he? And I would love to have the next Brett Favre on my team. But am I going to pay for that in the fourth round right here? When I get to take an asset like Rob Garankowski that can at least win us one championship and get our money back? for the next seasons and then we can move on and then grab some younger quarterbacks. That's kind of where I come from. But yeah. I, I just you know think- what I'm in. I, you know what? Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Let's let, I mean, like I said, we make the declaration now that we want to be more win now that we could take Gronk and we can focus on getting some of these guys like rivers or Brady or breeze a little later. I'm, I'm fine with it. I, I'd love to see what the team looks like. Shift, shift, go a little more win now, grab Gronk here and, and our RB core is so good uh, that if we get some other quarterbacks, then we can give those guys a couple of years and draft some younger guys, you know? I right. think that's my, my thought. What do you think, Dad? <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't do that to me. I, I will say that, <laughs> that it's not fair. I, I agree with you with Goff, by the way. Well, I think he's overrated in, in Dynasty. But the thing is with Gronk, Gronk comes with a tremendous amount of risk. I mean, we're basically kind of like going all in on this fourth-round pick because, yeah, Gronk can win us a title but I think there's about an 80% chance he could totally get hurt um, or, or, you know, we make the playoffs and he's not there when we really need him. I mean, he's, he's a pretty volatile dynasty asset. And then once he gets hurt after this year, um, he, he's just going to, he's just going to continue to lose value. So, 
but I, I'm I'm with you. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. Let's let's go with Gronk. Let's let's. Uh... I also just want to say, so since we took a, a rookie in the first round, we already are gonna we're existing in this high risk area, in in my opinion, a little bit. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what people should realize if you're new to Dynasty, or even if you're you're not. I, I mean, when you take a rookie in, in the first round of a, a Dynasty startup, you even if it's Saquon Barkley. You're rolling the dice to a certain extent. I mean, he's not the safest pick because he could turn out to be, you know, he, he probably has a, I mean, with his catching ability, I think he's going to be a, a like, a, I think it's, what is his, like, absolute floor floor, like a, you know, r- r- like low end running back two. I think that's the worst he could be in my opinion. Um, not to mention if we really, you know, once the draft, this is one of those areas where, you know, uh, whoever it is that ended up drafting Le'Veon Bell, would probably add something on top of him for Saquon Barkley. So if we feel that we're really building more of a win now team and we want to kind of shift a little bit, you, you can always make those moves. Also, I was looking back at, uh, so when Rob Gronkowski was 22, and again, I haven't been, been playing Dynasty long enough to really appreciate what he did in 2011 with 17 touchdowns, 1,327 yards. And then on top of that, he added a rushing touchdown. <laughs> Uh, could you could you imagine getting Rob Gronkowski in his his sophomore year in the NFL? And this is just is no point to drafting him or anything like that. But just the the outlier statistic of ninety catches for thirteen hundred and twenty seven yards and seventeen touchdowns, and then had a rushing touchdown as a tight end. He's twenty two, just insane. So we went with Gronk at the four oh nine, the four ten Juju went off the board, the four eleven Evan Ingram, uh, the four twelve Josh Gordon. And that's interesting. And this probably hasn't adjusted for the recent news of Josh Gordon. I don't think he's still going at the end of the fourth in startups, but who knows? The 501 Jared Goff did go off the board. The 502 Sony Michelle and the 503 Alshon Jeffrey. So we are back, you know, just six picks later. We're here with the 504. And just as a reminder, what does our roster look like? Well, we have three running backs. We've got Saquon, we've got Kareem Hunt, we've got CMC, and then we have Rob Gronkowski on our team. So looking at who's on the board, interesting name. The, the guy that, you know, is at the top of the board, according to Fantasy Pros, is Doug Baldwin. And he's an interesting name because if, if we're trying to win now, a guy that has a high upside, yes, I know it looks like he's not going to play in the preseason. Uh, but if reports are to be believed, it's a little bit of a chance, but he should be back for the regular season. And he could be a wide receiver one pretty easily. So he's on the board. Uh, other names that popped up, a guy like Sammy Watkins. We could go with a QB now. We could go with a Dak Prescott, or we could go with Patrick Mahomes. Um, we want to go crazy with double tight ends. We can go Zach Ertz. We're not going to do that. So, um, uh, you know, Golden Tate, there's kind of a safe wide receiver. Demarius Thomas has some upside this year. Marvin Jones has, has nice upside. Um, what do you, what are you thinking guys? So we're seeing some names on the board that you want to, any, any way you're leaning here. Yeah, I think I think that you know by by may, by picking Gronk in the fourth round, I think we've shifted. Yeah, I think you have to have shifted your focus. You know, to to take a guy like, you know, maybe you really like Nick Chubb here because you believe in two or three years he's going to be outstanding. You, you don't take him here because by taking Gronk at this point, I think we've kind of shifted and by waiting this late on quarterback. So for me, given the team that we've built so far and the fact that I think at least in my mind, we're kind of shifting towards winning in year one and two and, and then maybe facing a little bit of a rebuild. Doug Baldwin is the easy choice because like you said, Ryan, I think that he's set to have a monster year. I think that that team is going to be pretty bad. I think that their defense is uh, lost 
a significant amount of talent. And, and I think that Doug Baldwin is going to be heavily, heavily targeted. And uh, I, I really like his upside this year. So I would go Doug Baldwin pretty, pretty easily here. Will, what are you thinking? You agree with Trey? Or I'm, no? I'm a big fan of Doug Baldwin. And if there isn't like, if he fails this year in fantasy, I'm just going to be so sad. He, everything's set up for success. That defense is losing players left and right. He, they, he has one of the uh, elite quarterbacks and he's his favorite target. And he's also a great red zone target for being so short. So I think Doug Baldwin would be a great choice. Also, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, <clears throat> if you want to look at quarterbacks, so Dak and Mahomes are both on the board. We talked about Mahomes earlier, and he has a little bit of that rushing upside. But I, I'm also I'm coming around quite a bit on Dak. So Dak has two years of his rookie contract left. He basically has two years of value for what they're doing there at the Cowboys before it gets really expensive. So I also wouldn't be shocked if next year uh, the, the Cowboys kind of transition, maybe sign some defensive players, maybe they fix their cap situation a little bit because they've been horrible lately. But they have their two two year window of Dak Prescott being cheap, so I, I I wouldn't mind taking him here either. So we went Doug Baldwin, clearly, and did. a bunch of guy a bunch <laughs> of guys are going off the board. And if but what's interesting, you know, where we picked, we still don't have any QBs, but only one, two, three, four of them went off the board, so not so bad. If you look at uh, what happened, sorry, these are a lot of names to read. I'll try to go faster. Maybe I won't even say the the pick number; it doesn't really matter. But, but since we picked Doug Baldwin at the five hundred four. Zach Ertz, Drew Brees, Rashad Penny, Sammy Watkins, Darius Geis, Lamar Jackson, Michael Crabtree, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Henry, LaShawn McCoy, Golden Tate, Devontae Parker, Marvin Jones, Robert Woods, Mark Ingram, and Dak Prescott at the 608 finally. So, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, guys, since we're trying to win now, Tom Brady's sitting there. I mean, he, he's sitting there. Yes, he's older. Maybe he's got one more year, but we can, you know, stack him with Gronk. That's kind of interesting. You know, like if we want to look at our wide receivers, the, the suggestion for here for us here is Demarius Thomas. So you pair him with Doug Baldwin. He's got to get some upside. I and mean, we talk about old wide receivers. We're, we're, we're the, you know, the 30-year-old wide receivers club going into the year because Doug Baldwin turns 30 in September. Um. Yeah, I mean those, you know, those seem to be the logical options that pop off the top of the screen to me. So, but what are you guys thinking? What do you see here? For me, there's only one guy that's available right now that has a very high likelihood of finishing in the top three at his position, and so I think that again, coupled with our, you know, Jarek McKinnon at running, Jarek McKinnon at running back is tempting, but yeah, Tom Brady right now at quarterback, like you said, to pair with. I mean, I love the, the opportunity in the sixth round, having waited this long on quarterback. I know that you're not going to likely get more than a year, maybe two from Tom Brady. But, you know, the guy is taking really good care of his body and he wants to play till his mid-40s. What's to say that maybe he doesn't have another two or three years left in him? Um, I mean, you know, people have been, been doubting him. And I, I just, man, I, I, I love getting Tom Brady here. I think that it's – it, it fits perfectly to what our, our team is, what our, what our focus has become, and that's world domination in year one and maybe year two. <laughs> Will? Oh, it's, I, I am not even the biggest Jarek McKinnon fan, though, but we're talking real late in the draft here and some running back installation value. And I know we, we have two running back starters and two flex, and we have to grab two wide receivers and we've got to grab two quarterbacks, but – I look at that quarterback list and I look down and I see 
Ben Roethlisberger. I see Philip Rivers. I see guys that I, I mean, I, this is going to be a two, you know, minus two points per interception league. Alex Smith. Uh, yeah, I really not Andy Dalton, but like Eli Manning, Case Keenum. Uh, so I, I, I don't mind Tom Brady, and I like it because we have Gronk too. And I think pairing those two is if you're talking about league winning upside, you're just trying to go for it. I like that quite a bit. I think running back is a great value insulation here compared to what's on the board. Like if you take Jarek McKinnon in a Superflex league, tell me one receiver that wouldn't they wouldn't trade you for him right now uh, when you have him on your squad. And let's say he booms the first couple games, you have his value. Uh, versus like a guy like Tom Brady, only win now teams are going to look for a guy like him. But we are that we are that this moment. We transition with Gronk, and I know taking four running backs is a little unorthodox in what we're doing. But if it were me personally and what I were doing, uh, I would go McKinnon over Brady. I, I have to admit, McKinnon is interesting uh, for just the reasons that you cite. But who's more likely to be there? Do you think in six, after six more picks? I, I almost wonder if it's not Brady because there's there's already been um, is it twelve quarterbacks taken? No. More than uh, twelve. Let's take a look. It looks like sixteen quarterbacks 16 have been quarterbacks taken, taken, yeah, and twenty running backs. So, you know, I I really do think it's and it's going to be a roll of the dice because I I feel like while I am happy to add a guy like uh, Alex Smith or Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, I think that um, I really like Tom Brady. I, I don't think Jarek McKinnon is going to be available at our next pick. I think there's a better possibility that Tom Brady might be because I think that in dynasty, there are those people that, you know, may, they may even take a Baker Mayfield or a Josh Rosen or, or one of these young quarterbacks. Um, also, you know, I, I look and I see that uh, the, the guys that are picking the, the, there's only three quarterbacks on the roster of the three teams that are picking these next six picks. One, one team does not have, a uh, quarterback. So I think there's a pretty decent possibility that, you know, two, maybe three quarterbacks go in these next six picks. So I, I, I mean, I'm completely on board with McKinnon. I like his upside in the short term, especially, I mean, at this point he's going to be our last flex spot, right? This is a running back two flex. I mean, you know, to be able to have a guy like, you know, to, to be able to have our flex spots as Christian McCaffrey and Jarek McKinnon, a full PPR, the upside is outstanding. All right. Like, I think I'm in swayed and, and it is interesting. So I have to give a shout out to fantasy pros because they give the team names. So if we look who's picking, you know, those six picks between us, we've got Stafford F one fifty, <laughs> worth every penny and no punt intended. So those are the, some of the, the teams. So yeah, I, I, let's, let's do, let's do McKinnon. And the thing is, you know, you, you look at the the running backs that are left on the board you know, they're, they're really starting to dry up in terms of guys that, you know, will, will help us now. And McKinnon's a guy that could, could have some value beyond this year. Um, you know, if he catches on to San Francisco, he's going to be viable for, you know, at least a couple more years. So, okay, I, I'm convinced. We'll, we'll go Jerry McKinnon. Why not? Also, Let's since we're so see. smart, we're going to just crush these QB values and wide receiver <laughs> values later. <laughs> yeah. Really unorthodox here. I, I don't try this at home, kids, to just ignore QBs entirely. So um, yeah, and we, and we just oh. – oh, at 7.03, we, we didn't get Tom Brady. He went one pick before us. Darn it. But that's all right. Um, so after we picked Jerick McKinnon at the 6.09, the 6.10 was Demarius Thomas. Then Derek Carr went off the board. Royce Freeman, Will Fuller, Duke Johnson, and the aforementioned Tom Brady at the 7.03. So 
What does our team look like? We've got uh, Saquon, Kareem Hunt, CMC, Jarek McKinnon. Either our running backs are, are filling two of the three flex spots. Then we've got Doug Baldwin and Gronk. So still looking for our first QB. Uh, still need some wide receivers. So looking at the QB landscape, guys like Matt Ryan are there, Mitchell Trubisky, Baker Mayfield, Philip Rivers, Big Ben is there. Um, then you get into guys like Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, Alex Smith, who I think we all kind of like as a, as a sneaky guy to pick up. Um, Blake Bortles is there. Uh, Andy Dalton, Eli Manning, who, you know, if, if his weapons do anything close to the, the way they're projected to perform this year, he should have a really good year. Case Keenum's still there. So that's, you know, some of the QBs. There, there are some others that are viable. Uh, Sterling Shepard, Devin Funchess, if we want to look at wide receivers, Cooper Cup. Probably don't want to go running back again. Probably don't want to go tight end again. What are you guys thinking? Uh, look, looking at everybody who's on there, if we wanted to go QB, my and I know he's the top of the list. And it's kind of boring, but uh, Matt Ryan's my my clear choice. His last year, I think it was what like seven, seven and plus of his interceptions were on non-interceptable balls, so they were on drop passes by the wide receivers, and so he has a, a great chance. It was like it was I think it was seven or I almost want to say nine. I wish I had that stat right at the top of my head. But Matt Ryan had a very, very fluky bad season with his wide receivers popping up balls in the air that got picked. And I think that he – you're talking one year also removed from being the MVP of the league. They added a good receiver, second year with the, with the new offensive coordinator. Not that I really believe in Sarkis and all that much, but I do believe in the, the, that Quinn is a good head coach. I do believe in that team. So if we want to go QB, he is my top choice. I would take him over Trubisky, over Baker Mayfield, over Phillip Rivers, over Roethlisberger, Rosen, you know, all these guys who are coming down here. As a nice, safe floor. He's going to get you those floor plays. And if he just returns to the mean in between his last two years, and it's only two years, but I think that he's coming in, that team is still going to be really good, in my opinion. They still have a really good offensive line. They still have a great core of wide receivers now. And as soon as he starts hitting Julio Jones a little more in the red zone, I think his touchdown volume is going to explode. So I would be higher on Matt Ryan. If we wanted to go elsewhere, uh, I'm not. I'm the, the the wide receivers. I'm just. I just feel like they're they're guys that we can just wait on and get some of them later. So if you guys had like a choice for honestly, like just adding to that that flex and running back depth, there's somebody on there that you really love, like a you know a carry on Johnson's out there, Trey. Uh, you know, and Nick Chubb, even though he probably won't really start this year, these kind of guys that there's a lot of upside up there. I feel like in other positions, I don't really see at least what I'm looking at right now, the upside right now and, and wide receiver and what I would love to grab somebody here. So my choice, if I were picking, I, I would choose Matt Ryan. It's interesting to talk about Matt Ryan. So he was um, seventh in uh, red zone attempts in the um, yeah, basically red zone passing attempts, but then he was 45th in terms of completion percentage <laughs> in the red zone uh, last year. So that's kind of interesting. So I th- that, yeah, he, you're, you're, you're right. He's definitely due for some, some positive regression, he's going to have a better year, and, and he's an interesting guy. You know, when I look at those QBs, even though he's not at the top of the list, uh, Big Ben, you know, he's a guy that intrigues me. He could have a really big year, so I wouldn't mind having him on our roster. But I, I, I guess I'm kind of between those two QBs. What, what are you thinking, Trey? So do you mind scrolling down a little bit? I, I can't see but four wide receivers on the list there. Uh, oh, sure, because I'll, I'll I'll share with you my thoughts on the quarterbacks. I don't. I'm not a, a believer in Matt Ryan. I think that uh, while I do expect a little bit of regression from last year, I mean he only threw 20 touchdowns last year. What he did two years ago is not happening again. It was you know the Kyle Shanahan 
And I, it, it was an extreme outlier. If you look at his career stats, what he did two years ago is just not Matt Ryan. I would rather have Phillip Rivers. I would rather have even Alex Smith in Washington. The track record of production under Jay Gruden is substantially better than 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 what he, Matt Ryan has done. Or and and Steve Sarkeesian. I'm I'm not loving um, from that perspective. I you know I'll be honest. It's it's really challenging because I don't love you know a guy like DJ Moore, a guy like Cooper Cup, both guys that I really like. But for immediate production, uh, I'm not really sure that I expect, you know, I mean, it's probably a little early, but, you know, I look further down the list and see a guy like Larry Fitzgerald and think, man, if I, if we can wait a round or two and, and add Larry Fitzgerald as our wide receiver two behind Doug Baldwin, like, you know, this team, as far as a win now team just really starts to get uh, pretty exciting. Um, and then, um, you know, I, I don't think – what tight ends are, are – are, I know that's crazy because we already have Gronk, but the tight ends that are off the board, I'm guessing that the Ertz, the Kelseys, were sitting at um, the, the best tight end available. Yeah, Hunter Henry and Joku. Yeah, I, I'd almost be tempted. There's a guy – you know, you mentioned, Will, at, at running back. There's a guy, and it's a guy that I talked about you know, the other, the other night on our, our group chat. And it's a guy that I've really been getting pretty, pretty heated on. Um, and that's a guy in Baltimore, Alex Collins. I think that the opportunity, I think that he would, what he accomplished there last year with a, a terrible, terrible offense with, I think one of the more injured offensive lines in football was nothing short of absolutely impressive. So, you know, I, I think that that's kind of a, that's a risky move. You know, I think taking, you know, some of those younger guys, um, you know, you mentioned carry on Johnson, even a guy like uh, Ronald Jones um, or, or a Tevin Coleman. I think there's a little bit higher upside there with those guys. Um, this is tough. I don't, there, there's nobody really that stands out to me at any particular position. Um, obviously there's going to be, you know, 16 players that go off the board between this and our, and our next pick. But um, so I, I can't say I'm, I'm, I'm pretty indecisive here. <laughs> That's fair. No, I, I agree. You look at this and this is kind of typical anyway for any draft, you know, the deeper you go, you go. Um, well, I think in the middle of a draft, it's where it gets this way because when you, when you're later, it's like, you don't care the 13th round. It's like, I kind of like this guy. Let's take this guy or the 18th round. But when you're here, you're still building your team. We're still looking for starters and you know, it's, it's hard to get excited about some of these guys. I think we got to go QB though. I mean, it's, maybe don't too many don't go off the board but we've got it's 16 picks and we're at, at the 704 so a lot of these qbs i think will go off the board i i think so i i'm, I'm in favor of picking our favorite qb if, if you guys are for it and if it's you know for for will it's clearly matt ryan i'm kind of between matt ryan and, and big ben trey you don't like matt ryan do you want to advocate for another qb here well you know i i would say probably for me um, it would come down to Phillip Rivers or Alex Smith. And, and, you know, I know Alex Smith last year, I mean, he was a quarterback too. And I know that, uh, you know, there's been a lot of, if you look at the numbers, the quarterback position has put up under Jay Gruden, it's, it's pretty impressive. And, and I think, I know that the weapons there are not incredibly impressive. I, you know, it's, it's hard to, to justify taking out Smith here because I think he likely goes a couple rounds later. Right. Um, I, I would rather. I th I think that the upside 
of Philip Rivers or Ben Roethlisberger is greater than Matt Ryan. I, I, I would, I'd be okay with either Rivers or Roethlisberger if you absolutely wanted to go to go QB here. I mean, so uh, Matt Ryan has thrown his, – his touchdown peak is four more touchdowns than Phillip Rivers in his career. Uh, Phillip Rivers two years ago threw 21 interceptions. Uh, Matt Ryan threw 12 this year, but seven of those were in draft pass. I didn't look up Phillip Rivers' stats because he had a good year, 4,500 yards, 28 and 10, uh, as far as passing touchdowns to interceptions. I think I, – I, honestly, I think Matt Ryan's coming into a, a, a much bigger part of his prime – and uh, Philip Rivers has the, the weapons and they have the team, and I think he could do well there. But I also would be – so if it's, it's my draft and I'm doing it, uh, to me, Matt Ryan is his longevity. He'll play five more years, in, in my opinion. And I think you could grab him here and just have him be your safe QB2. And I think Philip Rivers makes it back to us. That's my guess. Yeah, yeah. Let's go, let's go Matt Ryan for yeah, – because we'll go with the age thing and that he's probably going to play longer and – it, it, it is tough, but I think these guys are all pretty comparable at the end of the day. So let's not waste any more time talking about these guys. And, 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 I, and I think those other guys are more likely to get back to us too. No love for Mitch Trubisky there, Ryan. I'm, I'm just shocked. Well, I, I mean, if this was a different type of team, I would, I would totally take Mitch Trubisky or consider taking him over those guys. But since we're go- definitely going so heavily win now, I mean, I think it's, it, it makes sense. I'm afraid we're running out of time. So this is going to be a two-part episode. So join us next week for part two of our Dynasty Startup Superflex Mock Draft. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Joes. You can contact us directly at thefantasyjoes at gmail.com or at FJoes on Twitter. Your feedback is welcome. Let us know how we're doing and what you want from us. We come at you weekly, very early Mondays with new episodes in the offseason. Soon we'll come at you Thursdays during the NFL football season. It's, it's soon, everybody. Hang in there. But be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode in the meantime. And leave us a review, but only if it's a positive one. And consider supporting us on Patreon. You can support us for as little as $1.99 a month to make the show better. And you get access to our exclusive behind-the-scenes Fantasy Joes Uncut podcast twice a month. That's patreon.com slash fantasyjoes. You can find us on Twitter. Trey is at Trey Barrett. Will is at fantasyjoe underscore will. And I'm at rotolibrarian. On behalf of Trey Barrett and Will Greenwood... I'm Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joes.